1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you
0: love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: Happy Sunday, Vikings Vent Line returns. Happy June 27th. Yes, I was uh, I was golfing today. No, I did not break 100. Yes, I'm wearing all Adidas. If they want to sponsor Purple Daily and Score North programming, please shoot Phil Mackey an email, p.mackie at hbi.com. But this is Vikings Vent Line. Thank you for joining us here on Sunday evening. Uh, we're going to have Colin and Adam join us here. Colin in Florida, Adam in Kentucky. We're going to have talk a little purple in the offseason. Even though it's the NFL and it is that weird, awkward time for the offseason, there's still plenty to talk about. So we'll get into some uh, Vikings topics here in just a little bit. Obviously, some show logistics here to kick things off. If you are new to Purple Daily and this is the first time you're discovering us on our YouTube page, thank you. Hit that subscribe button, it uh, really helps us out. We'll still be pumping out content uh, every day for the next seven days, seven days a week, 365 days a year. What we're probably just a little more over two months from week. Week 1 at Cincinnati against the Bengals. So uh, Vikings football returning here in about 8 to 10 weeks. And we can't wait to bring that to you. But training camp also a month away. We have some fun stuff planned. i are really excited to uh, bring, you with, uh, bring you with that as well. And even this week, uh, we're going to be bringing back some Purple Rewind. We're going to have some fun talkers. Even though it is that weird, awkward time of the offseason. No, no, no. We do not stop here on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd and myself, Declan Goff. Um, we will be bringing you Vikings content 7 days a week uh if you'd like to get in on a future episode of vikings vent line next week is 4th of july so next week will be a bye week of vikings vent line however if you'd like to get in on a future episode shoot me an email it's scrolling right across down there Vikingsventline at gmail.com shoot me a link shoot me an email and uh or send me a dm also at dex's tweets i'll put you in the queue get you a spot uh, on a future vikings vent line show i know there's other vikings fans excuse me, who would love to come on the show and talk purple with us. And we, this, is a, this is your show, so we'd be very uh, more obliged to do so. All right. All that logistics are out of the way. Let's get our two dudes back on the screen here. We got Adam in Kentucky. Colin, a returner of Vikings Vent Line here. Adam, how are you? You're in Kentucky, correct?
1: Yes, sir. I am. Bluegrass country.
2: Bluegrass country. Colin, you're down in Florida. You're, are you in the swamp lands in Florida? Or like I, I, I have family in Florida, so I'm familiar with the state. But uh, at the same time, where are you at in Florida?
0: I'm in Orlando, kind of by Disney World.
2: Okay, cool. Gotcha. I, I had grandparents that uh, grew up in Longwood, which is about, I believe, okay. what, like forty-five minutes or so from Orlando. Yeah, about about
0: thirty, about twenty-five, thirty minutes from yeah. downtown Orlando.
2: Yep. Okay. Gotcha. And Adam, you were telling me off the screen you're planning to go to Week One at Cincinnati. Yeah. That is correct, right?
1: Yeah. So Cincinnati's right up the road. So my son, my wife, and I, and our grandson, will go up and watch the Vikings play the Bengals. So we're really
0: looking forward to it
1: for I sure. Bet.
2: Colin, did you, did you make it out to the Tampa Bay game last year or, or down there in Florida at all?
0: No, no, they were the tickets were going pretty crazy. They, had, I mean, even though Florida's kind of a wild west when it comes to COVID, <laughs> there's not like there's not like a lot of people. That it, with Brady Beam on the team, it was hard to get tickets. Right. So
2: yeah, of all the years, like I bet it was so much easier to get into Raymond James <laughs> Stadium over the last ten years, and then Tom Brady comes to town, and now for the next what? foreseeable future getting a ticket there is gonna be just as hard as it is getting a ticket up here in Minneapolis at US Bank Stadium I don't blame you guys
0: if not harder so
2: (laughs) all right boys let's uh let's kick things off here I'm gonna start with Adam here uh you know we're in that off season time the draft is come and gone mini camps come and gone training camp on the horizon regular season a little more than two months away uh but I want to ask both of you and we'll start with Adam what is your biggest question heading into training camp so far with the 2021 Vikings
1: yeah, this Declan, I think this is a tough one, right? So I think my initial thought was a question that I know the answer to, right? Is Zim going to let Clint Kubiak run a 2021 offense, or are we just going to establish the run and play defense? So I kind of know the answer to that one, which is probably not. Zim's going to do what Zim does. Um, so that was what I thought. But my question really is going to be around the O-line, Um i think we as viking fans are excited but i think we got to kind of slow our roll a little bit because you know there isn't one guy on our o-line projected starters that isn't on a rookie deal so that's concerning we didn't really invest any real salary cap dollars into o-line and i know we're going to get into that but we're all just one injury from dakota dozier playing and i know that scares of us so the reality is uh the whole line and really being excited that we have two rookies starting um is kind of scary so uh that's the biggest question to me i think
2: yeah th- there's just a lot of pressure right on on especially derisaw and wyatt davis to step in and be starters now i mean the bar was so low with dakota dozier you'd sure. like to think that wyatt davis steps in and even if he's 10th uh, uh, you know Tenth better on the PFF scale than, than Dakota Dozier. That's an improvement. But still, it's, it's a big ask to assume that two rookies can step in day one of camp and, uh, and basically let Kirk have time back there, which has been the biggest problem for the Vikings uh, during the Kirk Cousins era. It has been that offensive line. So it is, it is, a, big talk, it is a big question. I, I agree with you, too, on, on Clint Kubiak. I want to see him cook, man. I want to see if he's actually not yes. like his dad. I want to see if he can actually take this offense to the next level, too. Uh, Colin, what do you think, though, man? What, what is your biggest question heading into camp so far?
0: I mean, I'm with you on the offensive line part, and I think it'll go into the second part of what we're going to talk about in a minute. But my biggest issue, and it's been this since Ryan Longwell, is the kicking and special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were the NFL worst in kick return and punt return yards last season and was by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Greg Joseph is valuable, as people may think, because he was on the practice squad for the Bucks last year. I think he's made one kick in the last three years, and that's going to be the guy we're walking into it. I do like the kid that they signed out of Memphis, Riley Patterson. He was a pretty solid yeah. kicker. I got to watch him play uh, for Memphis when they played Central Florida. So cool. it was, he, was, he was a pretty consistent kicker. Um, so I'd be interested to see if maybe they would give him a shot, probably free up some cap space too. But, I mean, the kick return game, the punt return game, that's got to get better because – we have nothing. I mean, we had nothing last year and I mean, watching Dan Bailey literally kick us out of a game in Tampa yep. just frightens me more than anything else. I mean, we've got a history with Blair Walsh, with Gary Anderson, <laughs> with, I mean, with Dan Bailey, I mean, you name it. Our kicking has been our biggest problem for a long time. So they need to fix that.
2: Yeah. Greg Joseph is a uh, interesting talk. Point. I feel like we've been sleeping on that because of the offensive line issues, right? Like or the offensive line question marks, I should say heading into camp because Greg Joseph hasn't kicked a NFL field goal since 2018. And you, you, you'd like to maybe think, and, and this is, I think, I echo a lot of Vikings fans. They say, if you're a kicker, there's one job, just kick it through the bleeping uprights, right? Like that is that is the one priority. So if you haven't kicked a field goal in three years, okay, I trust more that you can step in and not doing something in three years in an NFL game than I do a linebacker or a defensive end or a quarterback, obviously. I trust that you can step in and do this but it's it's still a little scary and giving our history of a uh, vikings lineage it is it is not a guarantee that that's going to work out and and how many times have we like you guys said with gary anderson and blair walsh that when the game is on the line and things are looking fine a kicker can kick you right out of the game so it's it, it is interesting man we, we've been talking about that too the last week on purple daily and with mm-hmm. mackie and judd as well that the kicking situation is not fortified yet and knowing mike zimmer's love hate relationship, mostly hate, with kickers, that is uh that's not encouraging at all. So it, it, it is it is a little spooky. I don't blame you guys. I don't blame you guys one bit. It'll be interesting to see if he can make it out of camp. Um transition to that next question. Both of you guys uh, kind of hinted at it as well. David DeCastro uh was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier this week. Yes, he's coming off some some injuries and there could be some surgery involved. It, it even sounds like whoever he signs with, he's probably not even gonna be ready week one of the NFL season. But I'm curious how, what you guys think on this, because both Judd and Mackie kind of agreed that, all right, if he wants to come in and, and take his time with injury, it, it, could, it can't be worse than Dakota Dozier if there's an injury down the line. So what do you guys think? Is David DeCastro a, a good idea for the Vikings to take a flyer on?
1: You know, I think for me, my first reaction was go get him. And then I kind of had to slow my roll a little bit. But that really is how bad our O-line thing is. I mean, I think we sleep on Riley Reef. I think Riley Reef did a good job. And now we've lost him, right, and we're expecting so even if we have a wash there on the left side at left tackle, but the reality, having played O line coached O line, he was right next to Dozier, who was horrific, right the worst in the league so i I think the Castro, but the concern I have with him is Pittsburgh kind of has a pretty good track record of being probably the most stable franchise in professional sports, mm-hmm. so. You know, if they're kicking someone to the curb, we probably need to look at other O-linemen. So Mitchell Swartz is out there. Um, Who else is out there? Nick Easton, Dennis Kelly, all on the right side. Um, I, I think we have to have a guy who could play week one, week two right? And not somebody that would come in for injury because we have Mason Cole to do that. So I think at the end of the day, if we can get somebody who can play week one, week two, and I think we might be able to get a couple guys. My concern is just you know, Pittsburgh Steelers have three coaches in the history of their franchise. One of them was our D coordinator who we would have loved to hire instead of keeping Childress. So if Pittsburgh jettisoned him, he's probably not somebody that we want to pick up. But it shows our desperation, right, just to add pieces on the O-line. Because, I mean, my Honda Accord is better than some of the guys that we've had.
2: Yeah, man, I don't blame you. Hey, Colin, really quick before I get to you, uh, Adam, you mentioned too that you coached offensive line as well yeah. uh, there in your, in your comment. What about Garrett Bradbury? If he has a more – I've heard some other people say this, too, that are smarter and more offensive line heavy with me there, that if you put actually a competent guard on there, that Garrett Bradbury might not be as bad and might be better in pass protection. Is that kind of a, a, a true statement on how you look at that?
1: Very much so, yeah. So when I, later in my career, when I couldn't move as well and I got older, I played center. Um, because I had younger, better, more active guards. And I guess I was smarter, right? And I could see things and call things, and it became a chess game. So I think Bradbury having decent guards. But the reality is the guard that he has on the left side is going to be the same guy he had on the right side last year and a rookie on the right side. So I just don't see, you know, I, I don't see, I think if we can go out and get a guy, even if a guy played tackle right uh right tackle you can bump in and play right guard and jump in there um judd says it all the time as as it relates to corner last year i think we we thought too much about zimmer's ability to develop the young guys one thing we know is we can't develop alignment um so i think it would have made more sense to invest some dollars and what are we almost 14 million right under the cap right now that we could invest and maybe even get a couple of guys a Nick Easton or a, a Sweeney or a Schwartz, those kind of guys.
2: Uh, Colin, what do you think? Is David Castro someone that the Vikings could possibly bring in this year?
0: I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Um, I, I do like Wyatt Davis a lot out of Ohio state though. He was a mauler at Ohio state, the first team all American. He was a true right guard. And I think one of the things and I know you had mentioned, you know, he could always move a right tackle, to the right guard. I like guys who just have played the one position. Like, they know how to do that right, and that's what makes them good. And I think bringing in DeCastro, maybe to – I mean, I don't know. I think he said something about his bone spurs and his feet or something. Or ankle, yeah. So he has a recurring injury. So he'd be a good flyer to take. I mean, if Wyatt Davis can't set up right away or if he has some trouble bringing in a guy like that to have veteran depth and not to go to Dozier – Not only Udo, even though they've never really used him. I mean, to have somebody with the pedigree of him, and I don't care if he's on his last leg. I mean, a lot of our contracts this year with some of these veterans that we brought in are all one-year contracts anyways. So you're going to push all your chips in. You might as well do it with somebody who's been proven. And then when healthy, he immediately upgrades that position. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com.
2: The stability of him, at least, and just the pedigree where he's coming from, and if he wants to take his time, and just like you guys said with Basically, one play away from Dakota Dozier playing offensive line again every day is is too scary for me. I like to enjoy my Sundays and last <laughs> year I enjoyed them like five or six times uh so i I would very much like to enjoy more of my Sundays uh, before I get to the next question here. A little false start on my end a little little, little early movement on the line. I've forgotten my man to put Noah on the screen here uh, to kick off the show so we're gonna we're gonna get to my guy Noah here in just a sec but uh noah i want I've already asked these two dudes the same question. What is your uh, biggest question heading into camp here? uh, As as the Vikings have training camp rolling around just here in about a month,
3: Um, you know me, I'm the uh, the kind of the stupid, optimistic Vikings fan. About this time every year, uh, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, this is our year. Like we're getting all the right pieces. Things are looking Mm together. Things are coming together. So uh, my big question, I know this isn't really necessarily just for training camp. It's kind of the season as a whole, but um, is are things really going to be different this year? Did we finally take that, that next step forward um, to get out of that, you know, first-round playoff exit or, you know, two games away from making the playoffs? And, um, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of buzz on Twitter and Instagram and everything, not even just from fans, from, like, even, like, some analysts saying, you know, this team's really coming together. Like, these – I mean, we're making all signing all these veterans and um, – you know, I'm just really hoping that uh, this is our year, obviously. But, um, you know, I think we did hopefully get all the right pieces. But my biggest question is, uh, is this year really going to be any different than, you know, the previous years when I'm thinking it's finally our year? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it feels like it's a big boomer bust year for the Vikings, right? I, I've see, I've seen a lot of write-ups and analysts say this team could probably win 11 or 12 games or it could potentially lose 11 or 12 games. Um, Absolutely. It, it's, it's it's a makeshift uh, free agents on the defensive side of the ball. I think the defense is better. It, it, I don't think it's any worse than it was last year. Mike Zimmer's too good of a coach for that uh, to be that poor of a defense with Daniel Hunter coming back. And, you know, even if Pat Peterson is not the player he was, I still think he's good in the room. And he's going to be a, a good cornerback to have for the Vikings going forward. You're going to stuff the run again, just like basically the Williams wall was about 15 years ago, which is going to be a good sign. You, everyone ran up and down against the Vikings last season. So at least that part is fortified. I'm I'm confident with the offense, as long as there's time for Kirk to have time in the pocket, right? I mean, the the, the weapons are there. The scheme might be a little debatable, but still, you feel you have a lot of trust that Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, Herb Smith. There's too many playmakers on that side of the ball for that offense to be underachieving, in my opinion. So that feels good. Uh, really quick too uh, for you there, Noah we were just talking about David DeCastro who was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers, an offensive lineman who potentially most likely will miss time by the time week one and the season rolls around. But is he someone with some cap space still at play for the Vikings that you'd like to see them take a chance on?
3: Yeah. You know, I'll be quick with it. I, I, I think for the right price, you know um, I don't know if you want to overpay on a guy who might not be ready, you know, the first, first week of the season. And, uh, you know, we hopefully have our future in Wyatt Davis and, um, at this point, it's just kind of like, do you do you believe in Wyatt Davis enough to be our guy for seventeen games? Because, like you guys said uh, just a little bit ago, we are. We're, I mean, we're one play away from Dakota Dozier starting at guard again, which you know is just an absolute disaster waiting to happen. So, I mean, at, at first I was thinking, you know, what are we doing? Hop on that quick, but you know, for the right price, absolutely.
2: You know, if not, just ride it out with Wyatt Davis. Right. Yeah, I, I I think mostly the line should be better but you know the the injury policy and the insurance policy of someone else is back there so it's not Dakota Dozier. I know that is that's is, that's like what the no fault no liability lowest grade insurance you get in a car. That's Dakota Do. It might even be lower. No fault, no liability <laughs> might be a step up. So, yes, and, and we need some type of more of an insurance plan uh, behind it. Fun question here for you guys uh, to close out the show. We'll start with Adam here. We talked about this on the Friday edition of Purple Daily, and it's a tough list because, you know, like, yes. Fran Tarkington, okay, yep, he, he was here forever. He went to Super Bowls. He's the best quarterback of all time, but there's been so much – Just one-year wonders and so many blips and so many misses, most importantly, of Vikings quarterbacks uh, over their entire history. I would love to know your guys' top five Vikings quarterbacks of all time. Adam, I'll start with you. Who takes your list?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I think because we're out of state, I think it's— We look at the Vikings differently because I've lived in all these other states whose teams are really, really bad. And to be honest, we're always relevant. So all of us out-of-state Viking fans, we aren't as negative, it feels like, because we get it. I lived in Cleveland. I lived in Tennessee. I see that they're dealing with peaks and valleys. And I understand that the valleys could pop us up. But when I started looking at my list, I thought – for a quarterback, for the quarterback position, it's the only position outside of GM and coach that is totally defined on winning, right? So stats really don't matter. The question is, do you win? And so it obviously starts with Fran the man, um, t- took the Vikes to three Super Bowls. I think we sleep on Joe Cap. Joe mm-hmm. Cap led the team to the last NFL championship win, um, and to Super Bowl four. And then I think the list in, in no particular order is probably Dante for 2000 and 2004, where he essentially won the MVP of the NFL. Uh, Randall Cunningham for 1998. I know how that felt, but that was a championship game. And all the rest of the quarterbacks didn't take us there. And it's really hard. It, it took me a minute to admit that Brett Favre is a Viking quarterback. <laughs> but that year was so magical for all of us mm-hmm. that it, it fits the bill. And then we got to give a shout out to Warren Moon. Not just what he did on the yep. field, but being a Hall of Famer. And then what he did off the field and just kind of revolutionizing who how people saw the black athlete, especially the black yeah. quarterback.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I was too young to remember Warren Moon. I, he was here when I was just a little guy. But at the same time, his, his legacy, his impact, his pedigree, like you said, changing the position and the perception of the quarterback position. I mean, that guy was, yeah, he was a Hall of Famer. And he, and he got here, and he was still a damn good quarterback. But I'm, I'm curious, though, too, on for you, Adam, no Kirk Cousins. So Kirk Cousins oh. has yet to prove to you that he's a top-five quarterback.
1: <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't follow Kirk Cousins down a rabbit hole. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> just the – I mean, I think Kirk's a great – great player, but the reality is when your most expensive guy needs everything to be perfect, right? We wouldn't be talking O-line and that concerned about special teams if we had a quarterback who could overcompensate or compensate when things break down. That's just not how that guy is, and, and that's okay. We know who he is, but he costs too much money
0: to be that.
2: So, we, and even if, uh, let's say the Vikings get to the NFC Championship game this year, does that, does that maybe change your perception of him, or is it basically – Dude, get us to the bleeping Super Bowl. It's been way too long.
1: You know, my mom taught me a long time ago, the Vikes are like family. We're going to love them no matter what. And it doesn't matter who wears the jersey. That's our team, right? So I'm going to roll with Kirk because he's wearing purple. But until you kind of get Ring of Honor, I have my Alan Page on today. So when you get to that level, then you get on that board to me. But if Kirk got us to the NFC Championship, I I would love him for it.
2: Yeah. Colin, what do you think, man? Let's hear out uh, your list. Your top five Vikings quarterbacks of all time.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, number one's Fran, three Super Bowls, was the NFL's all-time passing leader until Dan Marino passed him in 92, 93, something like that. So I got to put Fran number one. Number two is Dante, um, NFL MVP. I realize he didn't get to an NFC championship game, but I think he's the most physically gifted quarterback the Vikings have ever had, so I've got to keep him on there. It's hard, it's hard to say because, again, like, we sign a lot of guys to one, two-year deals that are old veterans. Like, we've never really, for a long time, we haven't had, like, that franchise guy that we draft. Like, I'm hoping Kellen Mond ends up being that because he's got a lot of talent. But it's hard to kind of put that in there. Um, I'm going to actually put throw a little curveball and say Tommy Kramer at number three. Tommy, yes. Yeah, yeah. He... He's very active on social media, and he's, he's very good with fans. But people forget about his talent. He took over for Fran, and he took the Vikings to a lot of playoff series, too, and he threw for a lot of yards. So I think people really sleep on him. I got to put Joe Cap at number four. Um, obviously, the 69 team that went to the Super Bowl against Kansas City. Um, I loved when he actually – he was given the player of the year – and he didn't accept it. The Vikings voted him the player of the year and gave it back to the ownership because he said, we're a team, we're 40, 40 for 60. So I really appreciated that about him. And then number five, I got to go far, I guess, even though it seems a little obvious. <laughs> it's, that I it's, put I guess it's really hard to put him there. But that year that he had, I mean, I honestly think in my lifetime, and this is including the 98-99 team, that was a more complete team than the 98-99 team. I mean, people sleep on um, just how balanced that team was on both sides of the ball. I mean, people forget that John Randall got hurt on the last play of the game in the Arizona game leading up to that NFC Championship game, so he was only playing about 60% in the NFC Championship game, but that Team that had Favre, I mean, all he had to do was run five yards, <laughs> put Longwell on the field to kick that field goal. It's one of the best dome kickers. Throw the run. ball out of bounds. Or or throw just, it out of bounds. You know, just, just, just anything, do every, anything but what he did. Just do it. You could have taken a knee right there. Anything, but that was. A, I got to put him there at five though, just because of that game and that season was so magical and they were so good.
2: So. It, it was a magical carpet ride. It was a uh, horrible, sour ending. And even 2010, you just kind of you even shake your head and say, yeah, he was a the quarterback there too, but I don't count that. That just didn't happen. We just pretend that didn't happen. Uh, Noah, what about you, man? You're a younger Vikings fan. What do you think? Who are your uh, top five Vikings quarterbacks of all time?
3: Yeah, so, you know, I haven't been around for a lot of the Vikings legends. So, you, you know, I learned to to appreciate them. I, I don't fully – I don't think I can fully appreciate them as much as, you know, people who have got to watch them play. Um. Number one, I I do respect this guy a lot though. Fran Tarkenton, undisputable. Um, number two, mm-hmm. this one's going to be a little a uh, little bit of a hot take, but that Brett Favre, Brett Favre at number two. Mm-hmm. That oh nine season, uh, man, that was my first year because I'm 21. I was born in '99, so technically I was I was <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm I was um. I was young at the time and uh, that was the first year that I could fully understand what was going on on the field. You know, you're not just watching, not watching the score. And man, Favre just won me over as a Vikings fan. And I I was born into it. I've been a Vikings fan my entire life, but I just fell in love with the game of football because of Brett Favre that year. And I didn't really have the boiling blood for him because, you know, I didn't really tune into football that much before that. So I don't really know him as a Packer. I mean, Obviously looking back, you I know that he spent most of his career with the Packers, but, but that, that one year just was magical. Um number three, I got Dante Culpepper. Um I I think that's a huge what if with the Vikings because yeah. you know, what if you know what if he doesn't tear his knee? He he was something special. He could throw a football. Um number four, this one is going to this is gonna be a boiling hot take, but I got Kirk Cousins at number four. Okay. So my reasoning behind that is I just I, – I think that if we give him the right pieces, and I know you can, you can make the argument of, you know, Diggs, Thielen, um, Thielen, Jefferson, he's got all these pieces, but g- give him a complete team and let's see what this guy can do. He puts up the numbers, and I know winning should be considered really a quarterback stat. He's leading that team. But, I mean, give this man a complete team, see what he can do. And I, I just – I think – I think he can do it this year. Um, number five, I got uh, Tommy Kramer. Um, you know, longtime starter for the Vikings. Uh, you got to, I mean, you got to give some respect to the to Tommy Kramer. And I do love how he is very active on Twitter. He's very active with the fans. He so. Is. He is. But so while I was making this list, you know, it's kind of depressing looking through, oh, yeah. just being like, what what have we been doing at the quarterback <laughs> position when Christian Ponder is ninth in passing yards oh, for your team? Right. What ha- what are we doing? Brett Favre spent two seasons with the two seasons with the Minnesota Vikings, and he's eighth all time in passing yards. It's just you know, and you know, hopefully, like you guys said, hopefully, Kellen Mond can be our guy that can step up and finally just be this, you know, career long franchise quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. So yeah, that is my top five.
2: It's a good list, man. I mean, it's it's tough too to fill out. It's a tough one to fill out. Like yeah, either you gotta longevity. Is not really on the side of either one and then mm-hmm. you have to go with one hit wonders, you know, you have to put Favre up there. You could put they could make a case of Jeff George, you know? Jeff George had one good year in ninety nine for God's yep. sakes, you know. Like it, it, it it's so sad how difficult it is to truly fill out that list. Uh great, great list though, Noah. Good good one there. Uh, Thank you we like, I'd like to wrap up the show here. I usually like to give, uh, 60 seconds to the winner of the best takes of the show. Um, I want to give my dude Adam 60 seconds here. Adam, I'm going to pop you on the screen. 60 seconds shout out. Make one last point. Uh, wow. this is your moment here. Go ahead, man.
1: Declan, I appreciate it. So first and foremost, want to shout out my mom. She is the reason I'm a Viking fan, good or bad. We've kind of run through it together. She has a brick in front of U.S. Bank Stadium with her name on it. So shout out to my mom, Barbara Smith, um, and to my cousin, Chris, as well as uh, my cousin, Ben, who are, I'm sure, watching. They are rabid Viking fans we used to love and will be going back to training camp now. And then for the rest of my family, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, for just tolerating it. Um because it's an up and down roller coaster, just like family. It's a it's a love and hate, but something that we would never change. So uh really appreciate it. Declan as well for for you and all the folks on Purple Daily. Just love the content. Love that it's not super homer and that it's realistic. So hey. we appreciate the content.
2: Appreciate that, Adam. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun over the last uh you know, year here. We've had some big changes scoring north, but at, at the same time over since the Viking season. Having Vikings fans on this show, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. So thank all, th- thank you to all three of you guys, Adam, Colin, Noah. Uh, for coming on the show today. Really, really appreciate you guys spending a Sunday night with me. Uh, this has been Vikings Ventline. Appreciate everyone watching and listening on our podcast feed as well Apple, Spotify, and ScoreNorts.com On our YouTube channel, appreciate you. Hit our subscribe button. You'll get daily reminders on Vikings content. Uh, and if you'd like to get on a future show, we'll have a bye week next week with it being Independence Day. But you can get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline by emailing me, VikingsVentline at gmail.com. Thank you to Noah, Adam, and Colin. And we'll be back. Uh, tomorrow for another edition of Purple Daily.